Hey, hey, thanks for joining me on the Meg Ellison Show. So over the weekend, I went to a Journey cover band concert at the Grand Theater in Wausau. If you close your eyes, you could just maybe see Steve Perry in the distance there. We sat in the balcony to start with, which I always like the balcony because, I don't know, I just like the balcony there. But then we, were, we saw there were a couple people that were just rocking out and... One of them was just having so much fun. We just decided, hey, let's go sit next to him. <laughs> he looks like he's having a great time. He, he, I, we, we breezed over there after the first uh, set was done. And I said, hey, looks like you're having so much fun. We wanted to come down and dance with you. And he's like, oh, I love Journey. Who doesn't? Jessica, I know you share that same sentiment about Journey. Yeah, so I went to that music venue in Wausau to see Gordon Lightfoot oh. about, when was that, two, three years ago? Like the year before he died. I love Gordon Lightfoot. Well, it's good That's that you made it, school. you know, made the trip yeah. because he's no longer yeah. with us. And I knew that, you know, you could see how, how frail he was. I kind of knew it was one of the last chances to see him. And I just really admire his his songwriting and his music and Obviously, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald and just Carefree Highway, all these incredible songs. To be honest, he kind of went as a tribute because he did, he had a pretty hard time singing. You know, he he obviously was on the tail end of his life, but it was a wonderful venue. Love the city. Was is a great place. That was a lot of fun. It's cool to to go to a concert of you know someone that you listen to and. You know, we were just a few years younger, and it takes, I mean, you hear a certain song, and it just takes you right back to the time when you were, you know, when it was first popular, when you first listened to it. it, it at least it does for me, and it's just, I don't know, every Journey song mm -hmm. is the same way for me. I just, it was, despite the fact that the guys did not look like Journey at all, <laughs> and, the, and the lead singer, he had a really good voice, but he... I mean, we, my friend and I, we were commenting, the least he could have done is put a black wig on or something to maybe try it. He did, like, for the first set, he came out with that, you know, the jacket that Steve Perry always wore with the tails. And, you know, it's kind of, that's sort of the trademark Steve Perry. But I don't know. I'm looking forward to, in a few weeks, we'll be, it'll be the real thing, right? Yeah, that's coming up fast. Yeah, it sure is. So, and Toto's opening for them. Yeah, so well, yeah. Cool I mean, it'll be really fun, a, a fun mm -hmm. evening. So um, I noticed that uh, former President Donald Trump is attending another trial today. That's kind of caught my attention. I thought, I wonder if he's going to sit sit there and kind of just give her some glares or is there to intimidate or you know what his specific reasoning is for i mean we we kind of know that hey she's she's getting her just desserts yeah well i think it's going to be a really interesting day in the fanny willis case let's put it that way that's kind of the news of the day other than the kansas city parade shooting is the other huge national story obviously ongoing of the day uh, but the fanny willis motion hearing is going on in fulton county this morning, I, after I get off of, of the air with you, I want to, you know, tune into that. You can watch it live, I believe. And um, so this is the motion hearing where the lawyers for one of, one of the defendants that were accused, along with Trump, in this sham RICO case in, in Georgia. He filed a motion raising all of these issues that I'm sure your listeners have heard about, about how she 
is having a, a relationship with the special with the man she appointed to be the special prosecutor to go after Trump, and she's been you know funneling hundreds of thousands of of dollars from county taxpayers, possibly federal money. I don't know because they were getting COVID grant money to her office too. I'm not sure if that's been untangled yet, but taxpayer money being funneled to this guy to be the special prosecutor, then it turns out that she's having a personal relationship with him. Like you can't do that. So, um, so this defendant, Michael Roman, he filed a motion and said, you know, she should be disqualified from the case. And honestly, that all, all these cases should be dismissed, including the one against Trump. And she, at first, when this motion was filed, making the allegations on this relationship, she said nothing. And, and the other guy, Nathan Wade, the guy, her boyfriend, they said nothing. They just thought, well, we're just not even going to respond. And that went on for a couple of weeks. But this became a huge liberal media story, too. Like, this one's so big, even the liberal media can't ignore it, you know. So they, they've all been covering it. So then, you know, eventually she had to file a you know, motion in response to Roman's request for this hearing today. She tried to get the judge to deny the hearing, like, nothing to see here. And uh, Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade alleged in, in court documents that their relationship didn't start until after he was named special prosecutor, which I don't think removes the conflict or the problem, or even if it's a it could allegedly be a crime, you know, that she's funneling money to her boyfriend. And then there's the allegation that then she was benefiting from the money by going on these trips with him, going on Caribbean cruises. And, you know, all this came out in his divorce hearing, you know, his, his strange wife was pretty unhappy about, all of this. So so the point is, Fannie Willis, Nathan Wade tried to say nothing to see here because, you know, this relationship started after she named him special prosecutor. Well, well, guess what? Michael Roman's lawyer filed a motion like a day or two ago where he said that Fannie or Nathan Wade's former law partner is supposedly going to testify today that that's not true, that they lied to the court. That's I mean, it's it's sometimes it's not the crime. It's the cover up. Right. So if you now you get Fannie Willis lie and Nathan Wade lying to the court, you know, allegedly we'll see how it unfolds. So I guess what we're expecting today in this motion hearing is this ex law partner of Nathan Wade to take the stand and say they were lying and that actually the relationship predated her choosing him as the special prosecutor. It's also just brazenly corrupt. I mean, she now admits they had a relationship. It's just, it's really actually shocking that she thought she could get away with that. I mean, you're prosecuting the former president of the United States, and you think you can get away with that kind of behavior on the case? Come on. You know what Rush Limbaugh always used to say? It's a resume enhancement when you're, it's on the left. Look at Governor Evers' administration. Yeah, I mean, it's. I guess it's the she same was counting kind of on that, right? I guess right. she was counting on just getting this complete pass. No conservative would do this. They know they can't get a. Well, they wouldn't do it, but they also know they can't get away with it. Well, yeah. I mean, um, if if there were any kind of impropriety on the, uh, from a Republican, they would be out, and and the media would be right. screaming for their for their throats. Instead, the New York Times say so they have been covering it, but they did a story today I thought was just appalling. They ran around and they they interviewed black women 
who are professionals, and they tried to sort of say, oh, well, what do you do? You think Fannie Willis is being mistreated, or do you think this is like a racist double standard? And and then they wrote this headline, sort of implying that, you know, this is racism, or you know, she's just being mistreated, and all black professional women like look at what's happening to her, and they, you know, they they recognize that this kind of thing is they've been treated that way too, or it was just a bizarre, bizarre frame on this story. So you're right. I mean, if there were a Republican, you wouldn't get that kind of a frame or where the media is trying to somehow spin her out of this. What we'll see though, what the judge does now, the judge in this case is not as far as I can tell a crazy left-wing judge like the people in New York. So we will see what he does. He sort of telegraphed that he thinks there could be a serious issue here because he did say we're going ahead with this hearing, which she was trying to stop. Now, what I think is interesting and arguably entertaining slightly is how all of these cases are starting to crumble at warp speed. You know, all these 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 houses of uh, of cards against Donald Trump, these were 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 not fair prosecutions from the beginning, right? So they're they're sort of a, a house with a rotting foundation from the very get go, and it's just taken a little time for the, these rotting foundations to start to cave in, and then the house is going to go down with it. And you're seeing that in in Fannie Willis's situation. I mean, the whole Rico thing was crazy from the get go. I mean, she tried to make his tweets and just average phone calls into predicate acts. It was absolutely bonkers from the, from the get-go. And what? then obviously the documents case in Florida, is, everyone thought, oh, that's the strongest. Well, now Trump has filed a very credible selective prosecution motion because, you know, why isn't Joe Biden being prosecuted? Well, we know because apparently he's too out of it to prosecute, but I mean, still. Right. Well, if I mean, again, if he's too out of it to prosecute, then he's definitely too out of it to be the president of the United States. Okay, so um, we're out of time. I am very grateful that you joined me, as always. Thank you for all that you do. You know, I saw this quote the other day. I want to share it with you. Um, it's, I still believe that if your aim is to change the world, journalism is a more immediate short-term weapon. And, you know, I guess we need to, <laughs> we need to look at that and realize that this is just one of the so-called weapons in our arsenal and and for everyone else everyone has a gift in some way that can help contribute to the conservative cause we all have to be engaged thank you for inspiring us i appreciate it jessica mcbride have a great day thanks meg we'll talk again soon going to the nine o'clock news followed by who is my next guest you know i i, I tend to forget <laughs> i tend to forget these things pharmacist ben fuchs will actually be joining me so he'll he'll graciously take your call so if you've got some kind of health related question that you would like to ask of him you would have you will have that opportunity uh during the course of the next hour on the mega ellison show stay tuned on wsau <laughs>